When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Julie and Kathleen with another episode of my favorite episode of today. Our special guest is Sean. So everybody, welcome, Sean. What's up, Sean? What is up? Hey, how are you? Thank you for joining us. Word burglar himself. Yeah, I've been known to burgle a couple words. He, and, boy, uh, has he. Yeah. Watch a couple television programs. <laughs> Hell so, yeah. This is my kind of place to be with words and, and television programs. Well, <laughs> if you're ever looking for backup singers, we love to sing. So. <laughs> and we're awful, so like. But I think we could make it work. I'm sure you're both amazing. And <laughs> yeah, let's make it work. We'll do it. Everyone check out his Spotify. It's hilarious. He raps about funny ass things. And he's very talented. Very talented. Matt, cue up some of them to play. Yeah, will you play a snippet? Me, Lady Death. Yo, as a kid, my favorite comic was Nth Man, the ultimate ninja. You got every one of those in multiples, didn't you? Yeah, and it took a while to uh, collect them all. I got the last one I needed down at the shitty mall. Yes, yes, y'all. Like Lee Fox, that's real talk. And when I'm not reading them, keep them safe in a sealed box. Spotty, Booster Gold, and X-Men. Ninja Turtles, and Tick, and John Burns, next man. Collecting milk and cheese wilkies to strange adventures. For real geeks who can name Avengers like Trathalon, Tigra, Jack of Hearts, U.S. Agent, though he was was always in the wackest darks. You like Star Fox? That wouldn't bug me. Dude saw more pussy than Catwoman. Will you sue us for copyrights if we play this? No, no, it'd be, it'd be my pleasure. Yeah, awesome. play it away. I, uh, you know, I take I take the music very seriously, but I have a lot of fun doing it. So yeah, I like to say I guess I've got a sense of humor about, but I take it very seriously. Oh, so yeah. I'm glad you dig it. Thank you. I yeah. love it. Yeah, it's great. We loved yeah. your music video. It was awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Rhyme Your Business. Yeah. You watch that one. Cool, cool. You're from Canada, right? I'm from Canada. Yeah, I grew mm. up in Halifax, Nova Scotia, which is on the East Coast. Got and it. Uh, now I'm based in Toronto. But I, you know, before this whole pandemic, I was bouncing all over the, the country and uh, and down to the States. That's actually, I saw your producer, the incredible Matt. I saw him in Philly almost a year ago. You also have a podcast currently called Do You Still Like This Movie? Yeah, yeah, it's it's the podcast where uh, people come on and uh, we find out if they still like uh, a movie they used to like. <laughs> it's a pretty simple concept. So and... I was trying to choose which one I would pick. And a lot of movies you love as a kid, you end up watching a bunch as an adult too, just so happens. So I was thinking like Space Jam or something like that. But a movie mm -hmm. that I truly have not seen since I was a kid but watched, it had to have been a hundred times, was Mortal Kombat. Do you have one off the top of your head, Jewel, or nah? So it it's would, hard to think of. It would have to be a movie that I watched as a kid but did not 
watched recently? Basically, the premise is does it hold up, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a movie that you used to like and you don't know if you still like it. And yeah. uh, and the the results can be very surprising, let me just say. Yeah, damn. I have to really think about it. I'm trying to think of like what movie I watched a lot as a kid. I was going to say Clueless, but I actually still watch Clueless and I fucking exactly. love that movie, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to use that one. Right, because the ones like that are actually it. good, you keep watching for yeah, the rest yeah. of your exactly. life. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's the stuff that people wind up choosing for the podcast it's kind of like they're like this memory in the back of their brain they're like i think i remember liking this movie when i was like nine i saw it at a birthday party right so today we are talking about spaced season one episode one so i'm gonna be honest i'm not a british comedy person all right i just can't get into it I want you to tell me how to get into it because Kathleen loved it. Kathleen was like, it gets really good. And then I texted Kathleen at the end and was like, when? Really? She doesn't have that refined of a palate, Sean. I'm going to just like preface it right then and there. (laughs) So, yeah, but I I had to watch a British comedy, Black Books, Mm -hmm. uh, back in the fall. And I was kind of like, like, I laughed at certain things, but like I can't picture myself binging it i guess if that makes sense so i don't want to be like i hate them but i can't get into them but a lot of people love them (laughs) basically you have to sell her on it so let us know tell us why you love it and why you chose this episode first of all i do i hear you and i'm not i wouldn't say i'm an expert in british television in canada we got a lot of bbc like a lot of that stuff was just funneled to us so i was used like i grew up when i was very young watching a lot of like doctor who uh, old reruns of Monty Python, uh, you know, Faulty Towers. There were all these shows that were always on. Based, though, I feel BBC or not, like I just find it to be a very unique show. And uh, when I heard about the podcast and, and uh, you know, I had to come up with a, an episode for it. Thing of shows, and, and I know you guys have covered Lost before, and Lost was one of my favorite shows that mm-hmm. I haven't seen in a long time. And so Spaced instantly came into my mind. I was like, wow, like I haven't watched it in forever. And I used to work at a comic book store. So instantly, I probably have a bit of a bias because this is very much uh, in into that whole world. And, uh, you know, being working in the arts and music and and I've worked in theater and comedy and and like comic books and go to a lot of comic cons and stuff and that's kind of how your producer matt and i know each other kind of through the the whole geeky world so this show it it's it was really sort of right up my alley and and i got into it after it had completed uh because it was my friend's brother of all people lent me the dvds that he had gotten from the uk and so i saw it a few years after it had completed but before simon Pegg. And now, do you want to get into who's starring in it now? Because I or go ahead, yeah, yeah, yeah jump in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. So Simon Pegg, who I think a lot of people probably know from Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and a million other things, has gone on to a ton of stuff. Was recently in The Boys, which was really good on Love Amazon the boys. Prime. Yeah, so, yeah, such a good. Did show. you recognize him from that? I recognize him from a lot of things. Mm. So yeah, so Simon Pegg, this was my first exposure to him. And then of course his star kind of took off after after this show. Same with Edgar Wright, the director. I love this show just it's a great example of just that like late nineties, early two thousand kind of slacker life before the internet and social media really kind of took over for um 
you know, they're just kind of making their, their 20-somethings, just kind of fumbling their way through life. They've got a lot of friends. And the reason I mentioned like theater and arts and music and stuff, because they're really traversing through, you know, as the series progresses, they, they touch on some weird underground theater and there's a lot of music and, you know, just kind of like the club scene and stuff like that. And uh, I, I love this show. And uh, this first episode, like I was so happy how much it, it held up. Yeah. I, how, how do I sell you on it? I don't know. I mean, I guess the humor is dry. Yeah. The pacing is definitely different than stuff we're used to. As far as like a nerdy comedy show, I would take this any day over something like Big Bang Theory. That is like a straight up comedy with a laugh track and it's very formulated, like I formulaic spaced. It doesn't have a laugh track. It's a lot, there's a lot of strange and interesting cuts and throwaways and, and references. And it probably does help a lot if you are into sci-fi and comics and fantasy mm -hmm. because yeah. the references come flying fast and furious so let me just contradictorily for my opinion i loved it i almost binged the entire i, wa I didn't watch until last night because i like to keep it fresh but i was like i wish i watched it a few days ago so i can binge the whole series before we talked about it that's how much i liked it i really liked it and i love the like quirky comic books of i'm obsessed like i was literally just in a comic book store yesterday i bought the winona or comics i don't know if you ever heard of that nice. show oh i i know it well my uh actually one of my best friends who produces a lot of my beats makes the music for that show holy wow. shit i am fully obsessed with that show i cannot yeah, stop peter talking Chapman. about it peter love Chapman, that aka peter project yeah he's uh he makes a lot of my beats and and he does the winona or Wow, you should have so seen my face crazy. just light up. Yeah, <laughs> I really, really love that show, and I love sci-fi shows. So I'm, I'll just say, like, <laughs> when they're walking by, and exp and this was probably my first favorite scene is when they're they decide that they're gonna move in together, and or like try and get this apartment, and they're just quizzing each other on what they memorize, which is so funny. And then they cut to that scene of like the little aliens. I was like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> like just a two second clip to like these stupid little aliens hopping around. I was like, yeah, I love a good, just funny, quirky and off the rails. Like, like you said, like the formula is not exactly the same as anything I've seen. And I just thought they were charming. Yeah. I really liked these two. The premise is good. Did you want to get into the premise of the yeah, show? Yeah, hit us, like hit us with the 30 second elevator pitch of the show. I guess of just the pilot. Yeah, the do. pilot. I would say. Yeah, so we open on uh, Tim and Daisy, and they're both like 20-somethings who are at uh, basically crossroads in their relationships. Tim breaks up with his girlfriend, and Daisy is just wants to move out of her place where she's been kind of squatting and needs to find work. So the two bump meet each other at a coffee shop, and they're looking for a new flat to move into, but they're not having any luck. And Daisy finally finds a flat. And it's amazing, except they are only going to rent it to professional couples. So Daisy and Tim, who have just been friends hanging out at this coffee shop, like they don't really, they just met at the coffee shop and they didn't really know each other too well. They then have to fake being a couple to get this flat, this apartment. And uh, and then they have to keep up the ruse for Marsha, the, <laughs> the landlord, who is hilarious. <laughs> and like, how did you not like Marsha? I oh, mean, God. They're all funny. I love these four characters together. I was cracking up. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And then they Tim works at a comic book shop and he's an aspiring comic 
creator and Daisy is a aspiring writer who has uh, sort of bounces around from uh, freelance gig to freelance gig. And uh, I have to shout out like their wardrobe. Like it's so evocative of that era, kind of like that slack, like Tim's got kind of the slacky comic book chic cool skater mm-hmm. vibe going on and uh you know i dress that way in like you know 2005 and probably now <laughs> <laughs> my style probably hasn't changed that much <laughs> and uh and daisy has got like this cool just kind of thrifty vintage mishmash you know really creative uh wardrobe and then yeah the cuts to references are just non-stop to video games and movies and comic books yeah when he's there's like a quick montage scene of him and he's wearing a flash shirt and i'm like dope love a good flash shirt but you said professional couple i had to like just assume that meant you had to be like a married couple i don't know i never heard that in my life professional couple yeah, I, well, that's what the ad said in the paper. And I believe that, I, I think it must have just meant like, yeah, like a, either a married couple or, like or a couple of, or something. Yeah. Yeah. People who are employed, I think. They don't want to, you know, like no slackers. <laughs> I just like that it felt to me that Daisy's character was like gender wise, although I do want them to end up together. Big time, of course, obviously. Big love girl over here. But um, gender-wise, I was like, she is so funny. And normally you would think, especially back in 1999 or to 2001 when this came out, they tend to like write shows where the girl isn't as funny, but Daisy is hilarious in this, which is awesome. They play off each other so well, and I was just so hyped that it's like these two people. And honestly, until the very end, I don't see any sort of, it does seem completely platonic, which was so cool. But then I was like, okay, I want them to be together. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, I agree. The platonic nature is is awesome. Now, they both wrote it, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, Simon Pegg and Jessica Stevenson, they wrote and co-created it, and they're the stars. And I was looking up, I was like, where is Jessica Stevenson now? And she's been busy, I guess, working in, in the UK and stuff. And she's in Harry Potter if you've ever heard of uh, of that, of, of him. Never heard of it. <laughs> Must be another British thing. She didn't play Harry, yeah. <laughs> she was not Harry She's Potter. good enough, she could have. The one scene that actually made me like laugh out loud was when they when she starts like break down crying in the booth and then he starts crying yeah. and like the cry that comes out of him, I was actually and it's like I love a good like when something's funny and they just keep it on a loop. Yeah. Like, I know. It just makes it so much funnier. So that was like one of the main things I wrote down because I actually was like laughing like hysterically. Yeah. It was really good. I have his cry LMAO yeah. written down. <laughs> so funny. I was dying. Yeah, it was good. You don't see me crying. Hey. 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 I love his line early on when Tim says, skip to the end, which I still say, and I forgot I got it from this show, when Daisy's just kind of rambling and telling a story, kind of like what I keep doing on your podcast. (laughs) We love it. Skip to the end. I really, really love the scene when they're walking down the street and remember, because like you see this in like, and they literally say it. It's like they're making fun of it. The when any in any movie or show when they need a green card, they'll memorize everything. But you actually need to know that stuff for those interviews. There was no way get it getting this flat. They were gonna have to know all the stupid stuff. It's like why he got a scar on his head when he was five or ten or whatever it is. I was dying laughing. I, the things they were rattling off was were making me laugh out loud. The part that really 
sold me. I was sold right in the beginning, but I really loved the random twins in the closet. I was like, this is right on brand for me. It's like they wrote the scene for me. Just so out of the blue, so random. The references are crazy. Like when this came out, now I think we're just so inundated and, and, you know, nerd and geek culture is everywhere. And yeah, you see flash t-shirts or you, everybody knows who Thanos is and all this stuff. Right. That time, especially, you know, me, like I was working at a comic shop in high school. A lot of people didn't know, you know, any of these characters, a lot of these references, like, you know, you were definitely kind of in the minority if you knew all these like insider geek things. So the only, like, I was trying to think of like what other, content was around at the time that really kind of serviced that of course there's all like the kevin smith stuff and you know big bang theory came later but spaced was like i guess why i again want to keep coming back to this show every 10 years or whenever i get a chance to watch it again is we were starving for good nerdy content on television and I think spaced like over delivered to the point where I don't think it's been done better than this, um, at least as far as, you know, my sensibilities for humor and like references. And they don't beat you over the head with it. Like, that's why I'm curious, like, if you're still able to enjoy this show without getting, you know, if you don't know what Resident right. Evil 2 is or Terminator or yeah. whatever else they're referencing. Right. And as the series progresses, like they don't rely on it as heavily, but there's nice stuff in there. I mean, like Walking Dead now, everybody knows Walking Dead. But, Mm -hmm. you know, when that was coming out in comic shops, I was like the only guy I knew who read it. But yeah, there was a real like I felt underserved as a geek when I was younger for this type of content. So Spaced was like, wow, amazing. And now, you know, I I look at kids in high school and it's like, wow, you have if you're into geeky stuff, you have got everything now. Yeah, truly. Not to sound like, you know grandpa over here (laughs) so it seems like a cult classic i've never even heard of it did they cancel it them did they decide to only have two seasons or did it get canceled i assume it got canceled again i'm not an expert on on british shows but there is certainly a different approach to creating television with the bbc where they do just shorter seasons and they kind of a lot of times stuff gets left up in the air with spaced. I think they had always said, yeah, we're going to go do another season. And then they just didn't. And of course, like Simon Pegg went to Hollywood, Edgar Wright, like they just blew up. And I guess Jessica was working on other stuff and they never came back to it, which is a shame. I mean, I would have loved to see. And I think they could come back to it now, like, which is crazy. Oh, my gosh, that would later. be insane. I don't think it ever got canceled because it had very, very high ratings. And uh, like at the time when I finally got my hands on on it and watched it, you know, I found out I was like, wow, this was actually huge in the UK. And the first time I went to London, everyone I met, like knew the show. And I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. But um, yeah, so I don't think it got canceled. But So I watched the episode. I started diving into just the Wikipedia, whatever. And the fact that Jessica and Simon wrote it themselves. To me, it's like no wonder they went off and did big things. They didn't necessarily need this show. They were talented enough to write the show, which makes me like it even more that the stars of it wrote it. Mm. And I'm like, oh, they're so good. Like they wrote all this. They starred in it. They're going to be fine, even if at the end of the two seasons it ends. You know what I mean? But I just I really love it when I watch a show and don't realize that one of the stars wrote it. Kind of like Fleabag I really like, which is another British 
show um, with Phoebe yeah, Waller-Bridge. She writes yeah. it, and I'm like, God, so good. She also writes Killing Eve. Oh, she's the same. I didn't know she wrote Killing Eve. Yeah, so she wrote season one of Killing Eve, and then left the show to focus on Fleabag. We'll have to have a side conversation on Killing Eve sometime. Oh, yeah. yeah Sandra's character, on. you know, I'm rooting for her because she's Canadian, but she's making some really bad choices. Wait, no spoilers because I, I'm <laughs> so behind on season two. We just talked about how, well, I just finished season three and I'm mm. like, I wasn't sure. You're on season three, Joel. Yeah. Oh, I was like, too, I, I'm not yeah. sure where this is going. Like, I really don't know the end game here. It seems like a cluster, but yeah, she is really making some... Some weird d- decisions, and she and Jodie Comer both were nominated for an Emmy today again. So I wonder who's going to oh, get cool. it if either yeah. of them get it. I love Jodie. I'm a big Jodie girl. Villanelle is. Oh, oh she's yeah. amazing. Have you seen Doctor Foster? No, but that just popped up on my Netflix queue. It's another UK show. I watched the first episode. I found it a bit tough. To I don't know if I could recommend it, but the ending is will hook you. If you're going to get into that show, you have to watch it all the way to the end of episode one. Okay. That that will make or break. All right, back to this. I have a lot. Like what I wrote down is a lot of quotes. <laughs> Again, I keep coming back to this, but when they first get into the flat, and Daisy just blurts out. Um, Tim got a miniature drum kit for, for his birthday or whatever. And I was just like, hilarious. Like she just can't, I would do the same thing where you're just so nervous for something where you just say something you're like, didn't, that didn't need to happen. Simon just looks at her like, or I guess, uh, Tim, 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 not Simon. I I have a habit on this of switching back from the actor's name to the character's name. Well, cause you know them all. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) They're friends. (laughs) Also when Daisy goes back to her house, I'm like, this looks like a cult drug bad house. This is not good. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. It looks like a cult bad house. Yeah. That's a cult scary bad house. Okay. Just a drunk and drug, drugged. House. That is a great band name. <laughs> it is. But again, like I think one of the more sincere moments of the episode is when they cut to... Uh, Tim going to his exes and she's really upset when he's she's like oh what woman who who what do you and then the minute he's like no I love you she's like okay bye and shuts the door classic girl Ugh, bitches (laughs) I loved the I wrote down the quote where um they're all talking at the table towards the end and he's like how long have you guys been together and they're like five years two months and three days and (laughs) March is like that's what you said two days ago (laughs) that whole scene is really funny with the like dun dun yeah. music when they when they save themselves and then they fuck it up again. Yeah. It's like you had sex before you kiss and they're like, Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. They were so yeah. wacky that that pretty track that pretty much tracks. Yeah. It would. What's your favorite moment of the pilot, Sean? It's a hard question. I mean, going through I like the montages. There's so many creative like cuts and uses of like editing and all the shots. We don't even get to meet Tim's best friend Mike who is Nick Frost, who we know from, he doesn't even show up till the second episode. But, um, and then I I started binging into like two or three episodes after watching this first one. Uh, I actually love the intro of Brian, the tenant who lives downstairs and the artist. Like, I think he is hilarious. Yeah. And he's basically, it's alluded that Brian lives in this building for free as long as he uh, spends some special time with Marsha every <laughs> now and then. 
And she's always like, good night, Brian. <laughs> he's like, uh, Brian, are you running downstairs? And he's like, are you asking if I'm gay? It's like, yeah. what? <laughs> and just, yeah, the whole like keeping the relationship ruse alive so they can keep their apartment. You know, that in itself feels like a very British sitcom or even like a British play. Like a, a, it's a very like that concept alone is like we have to fake this so we can keep this it it just seems uh it's very traditional but the rest of the show is uh was very quirky is that a theme for the rest of the season trying to just keep up the ruse is that like the ongoing theme uh yeah i mean i don't want to you know spoil it for you, you okay know? you're like hmm. skip to the end because they're well, gonna end up together she always does that like she'll always be like she'll ask a question and then she'll be like don't tell me. I don't want to know. Yeah, because I want to watch it, but I also want to know right You'll now. You'll probably get through it really fast. Oh, yeah. It's only 14 episodes. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah, it's nothing. It's not like Lost where you just oh be like, gosh. yeah, it was heaven at the end and Hurley stuck around for a long time and Ben came in and out and uh, we never uh, found out who Ben's uh, assistant was, but uh, whatever. Wow. You've got some what? thoughts. I got thoughts on Lost. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's one of those classic, uh, everyone has a different opinion on the ending. I've been wanting to rewatch Lost for a really long time, but that is a big... Is it time time consuming? It is, but I've watched longer shows recently, so I don't yeah. know why. I think it's just emotionally taxing a little bit, yeah. where it's like, okay, I really got to get in the mood to yeah. watch this. I've never seen it besides the one episode. Well, Lost is more complicated than they all died at the end, so... Very And, and I do recommend watching. I that. know. I actually do want to watch it because oh I've God. heard, like, amazing things about it, Tale but I will Tale is old as fucking time, Sean. I'll tell you that I, right If now. you would let me finish <laughs> talking, I just said, but I won't. <laughs> That's literally what I said. You just always have to jump the gun. You're really just, like, only hurting yourself by not watching all this amazing television. It's it's very... a lot Committing to a show that has multiple seasons, 20 episodes a season that are hour long okay, is a lot. Right. It's, it's a big commitment. Anyway, Spaced! What is, like, <laughs> moving forward besides... The I know you kind of talked about it in the beginning, but besides them faking everybody out, what is like the rest of the series about? Yeah, no, it's it's really that mid twenty somethings just trying to figure out your life, find work, find love, find happiness, and have a lot of fun along the way. Uh, there's a lot of spoofs or takes on more pop culture stuff, movies, TV, yeah, theater, music. You know, they get together and they all hang out at the pub and have some laughs. Like it's it's just a great portrait of yeah that twenty something life in London at the time with a backdrop of nerdy stuff and cool music. Yeah, I'm and, gonna watch. Yeah, it. a lot of, a lot of humor and a lot of heart too. I, I you know we're talking a lot about how. It's a funny show, but I think it really does have a, a strong emotional hook to it. And and like, especially as the series progresses and you you feel these friends. And I think for anybody like, I, you know, I lived in many different apartment buildings over the years and I've had many different roommates. And, you know, I think a lot of us can relate to, you know, you wind up becoming close with these people that maybe you never would have you know, thought you'd be friends with. And then next thing you know, you're living in the same apartment building and you're hanging out every Friday night and you form this tight little crew and they become like your best friends for life. And, and that's really kind of what happens. And we see that happening with, with Tim and Daisy and Brian and, and then Daisy's friend Twitch and Mike and, and, some of the other characters that, that come in and out. It's just like one of those shows that, that I watch. And I'm like, you know, I would totally be friends with these people and be crashing on their couch, you know, Friday night after we just went through like a, you know, Dawn of the Dead 
or zombie movie marathon or something, right? Like, uh, it, I, I find it as a geeky guy who likes British humor, <laughs> like I find right. it a very, a very chill. It's like a warm blanket, you know, oh, it's like that, that bridge on uh, on Star Trek: The Next Generation. Anytime I need to sleep, I just put on an episode of TNG, and it's like there's like this hum from the bridge that's just like, uh, <laughs> and it's just like warm and cozy. And if you've ever watched The Next Generation, you probably know what i'm talking about i love a good charming show like i i the first episode had me hooked enough i'm definitely gonna just binge it really quick um that's so easy 14 episodes come on it's nothing it's like whatever yeah those they make me feel so accomplished when i just crush a show like that i'm like yeah you know what i'm better for it I'm Facts. better for seeing it for having seen it me and matt talked about this at the very end when daisy says the thing about wishing they were telepathic and tries to get his attention. And then like a minute or two later, they call it back and he reads her mind. And it's so funny. Yeah. She's like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. So uh, funny. Yeah. Another quick thing. So his suit, his like, I don't even know. Is that a specific suit that he's wearing for at the comic book store? It's like generic alien costume yeah. that uh, they wouldn't get sued for using. Exactly. And her mannequin, I'm just like, this is just, they're both quirky and weird, and I love it. I'm like, they're, they these two people were meant to live in the same flat. Yeah. yeah. When you brought up the mannequin, I was laughing. I laughed at the scene where She's like talking to it and it's naked and she's like, oh, cover up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she up. takes off the hat and like the shawl that she's wearing. I love it. It's so cute. I like it. I'm charmed by it. I think it was a good choice. Great. I'm glad you dug it. Yeah. And I feel like it, I know it gets its love, but I feel like it's kind of been forgotten in time. I just watched it last night to just get me set on the course again. So, so thank you for giving me a reason to watch it. Thank you. And it's on for anyone who wants to watch it, it's on Hulu. Oh, yeah. And in Canada, it's on Amazon Prime. Which Hulu, like, updated itself. There's a new view on Hulu? Who knew? Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> oh, you know what I love um, that I wish we would adopt in U.S.? is British people always say, like, oh, they were called Julie instead of named Julie. Or, like, oh, their name is Julie. They'd be like, oh, someone called Julie. And I'm like, I like that. It's so cute. So charming. <laughs> <laughs> That is just That's, so charming. I love, I love Brit, Brit. God, they're so charming. Yeah, I actually agree with that, though. British people are extremely charming, and I love their accents so much. Just not their com- just comedy not their comedies, shows. apparently. I think you should give this another chance. I, I, I give it, like, two or three more episodes. Yeah. It's good stuff, baby. The best stuff. <laughs> was that an actual high five I heard? No, that was my two we- hands. Okay. We are like, socially wow. Maybe we should start high-fiving wearing gloves. <laughs> During what parts? I don't know. Just at the end. Okay. Like, we crushed it again. We crushed it again. <laughs> All right. So that's another episode. But before we go, uh, Sean, word burglar, the incredible rapper, is going to freestyle about the episode, which is making me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> what could possibly make you nervous? I mean, I'd like to do a freestyle. It would be my service. I mean, my pleasure. Okay, where do I start? We watched Spaced and we talked about it. That was the best part because we just talked now on this amazing podcast. You know, I love it so ma- much and having the uh, odd laugh, skipping to the end and talking about Tim and Daisy, having so much fun. And yeah, him and uh, Mike, but Nick Frost, he's in another season. We'll come back to that later. I keep pleasing. I mean, another episode. Um, where did I go? Oh, yeah. Upstairs, downstairs. I know. Wait, that's another 
British TV show, I think. <laughs> yeah, check with me later. No, no. Indeed, I didn't drink. I'm just keeping it clean like a Tuesday evening, having so much fun. And no, I'm not a weakling. I'm just uh, checking my email earlier. I got Matt, the producer, called me up. He said, burglar, you got to come on and talk to Jules and Kathleen. I'm like, yeah, you know, Jules and Kathleen, that's clean. I mean, <laughs> clean meaning good. I mean, that's a good thing. Where am I going? I don't know. Should I quit or just keep going? I'll keep the flow flowing. Oh, an emotional, funny, smart, like the show, professional couple. Yeah, you know, uh, flow like uh, G.I. Joe Transformers. They didn't reference in this one, but we can keep going and have lots of fun. Oh, my gosh. Next time I'll come back. You know, A, I'm from Canada and we'll talk about the OA. Oh, Woo! my God. My hands are on my face like Macaulay Culkin and Home Alone. Baby. That was I amazing. That was so cool. A little rocky, but, but fun for sure. No, that was incredible. Yeah, that was absolutely awesome. I wish I could think like that fast and speak. I, I, me and, and Julie speak. were just staring each other dead in the eye, just being like, oh my God. How is this happening? That was amazing. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, thank you for blessing us. Everyone, check out The Word Burglar on Spotify. I'm sure you're on Apple Music, everything else as well. Yeah, YouTube, wordburglar.com. You can find me there. I've got music on every platform in digital, physicals. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to drop baseball hats next week. I'm Ooh, really excited about that. very yeah. exciting. Love that. Yeah. Very clever, as you can tell by the um, freestyle he just yes. did. Songs are amazing. Well, thank you. And I look forward to listening to uh, many more episodes of this show. It's a great, it's a great concept and you guys are great hosts. So Love thanks that. for that. Thank you, you for saying that. You shouldn't. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Go ahead. Finish it. You finish it. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps it up for today. Thank you, Sean, for joining us. Thank you everyone for listening. Have a great week and tune in next week for another episode. This has been My Favorite Episode Up. My Favorite Episode Up is produced by Matt Kelly as part of the Geekscape Network and hosted by Julie and Kathleen. Check out our show notes for all of our socials and email us at myfavoriteepisodepodcast at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting apps, and we'll be back next week with another episode of My Favorite Episode Up. listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.